From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Robert. I thank you. It's Mike. This is Mike Davidson lives. Thanks for downloading this latest episode of the podcast. Glad you can join me for the next half hour. It's always weird because I always have like an idea or three of what to talk about for each episode. But it always seems like, you know, I don't have enough to talk about. And then I just start jotting down my ideas before the podcast. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's plenty to get through here. Uh, right now, everything's cool at the house. Um, but you know how it is, though, when you have a family and there are certain ideas that don't come to you. And you don't expect to come to you. Uh, because like two weeks ago, uh, if you told me that we were seriously considering getting a dog, I would have laughed at you. But that was two weeks ago. Let's get serious here. Uh, my wife really wants one. And uh, we're, we're looking at one that could be on the mature side. Not a puppy. Some, somebody that's already housebroken. And can tolerate a few rowdy kids. Uh, she's got uh, three narrowed down. We're going to see if we can get one of these dogs. Um, if not, I mean, try, try again. Make, I make it sound like we're having a kid. We're going, to, we're going to get a dog for crying out loud. But it's a lot of responsibility. I even had to tell Alana and Hazel, not not necessarily Logan, because he's uh, he turns two in a few weeks. I'll give him the speech probably later on this summer. Uh, but if we do get this dog, their rooms have to be pretty clean. It doesn't have to be spick and span, but you you, you have to be able to walk through it, uh, especially when you got a dog in the house. And we already got the three kids, the two cats. Um, I just hope to God we don't get anything else. I hope to God we don't get a parrot. But uh, I'm kind of sort of excited about the dog aspect. Kind of. See how it plays out. Keep you updated. Um, no, I've not listened to 72 Seasons yet, uh, the new Metallica album. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, my commute to and from work is like maybe 20 minutes, and Metallica albums are a little longer than 20 minutes, and I have to sit down and listen to it all the way through. Kind of hard to do it when you've got kids and when you come home and, you know, everyone's asleep. Uh, I probably will try to give it a good listen Friday morning and come back with a review on that for you next podcast i did however and i didn't think i was going to do this today listen to the new foo fighters single rescued uh it's coming uh from their upcoming album but here we are it uh drops in its entirety in june i believe they're on the road they're going to be touring a whole hell of a lot and of course they recorded this just after yeah i just belched just after the death of one taylor hawkins last year and i listened to it and Damn, it sounds good. It It's uh, like Return to Form Foo Fighters. It's like uh, going back. Uh, it's probably their best single since their Sonic Highways days. And that was like back in 2015, 2016. Yeah, so that was, uh, it, it, was a, it was a good listen. But like I feel guilty for saying that because we all know the circumstances as to why that song was recorded and this new album was recorded. It's basically therapy uh, to get through the passing of one of your best bandmates and taylor hawkins and dave Grohl were very close so i feel guilty for praising this song because well you, you kind of know what inspired it but then again they sat down they made the song so i guess enjoy it 
uh, I wish there was a better word for it, but it's it's a rocker. Give it a listen if you can. All right, so as you know, I've given up on The Mandalorian Season 3. I've probably given up on all things Disney Star Wars. Uh, a lot of high praise, though, from the rival franchise, that being Star Trek. Picard Season 3. Every Trekkie that I know, every Trekkie I've seen online has been praising the hell out of Season 3, and I want to give it a go, but... Uh, from what I understand, the first two seasons of Picard, not that great. But uh, the showrunners kind of listened to the fans and said, you know what, we'll give you what you want. And lo and behold, uh, giving your fans what they want actually pays off. So some high praise for uh, uh, Paramount Plus because they got Picard Season 3 going, uh, which, you know, they'll probably need a few more eyeballs considering that uh, uh, Max is suing them now for uh, having South Park specials on their platform. For those keeping score at home, uh, Paramount Viacom owns South Park, but when HBO Max launched not too long ago, they let HBO Max rerun episodes of South Park. So if you want to see uh, any of the previous seasons of South Park or uh, episodes from the latest seasons, that would be on HBO Max. However, Paramount Plus has a couple of specials that uh, Trey and that did exclusively for them. So, <laughs> yeah, get the map out. Max, soon to be Max, is suing Paramount Plus, basically, for hoarding on all the uh, the material and the cash. And uh, I think it's anywhere from like $57 million. But, you know, this wouldn't be so much of a problem if these platforms, uh, streaming platforms actually knew how the hell to make money. And as you've heard me go on and on and on, Streaming platforms know nothing about making money. They have all this content. They try to make new content. They figure, well, if this new content is hot and people like it, we'll make all the money up that way. It doesn't quite work that well. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, the movie, I've talked about it a couple times. Haven't gone and seen it yet. Um, it might be one of those things I wait until it streams. <laughs> uh, depending on where it streams, Netflix might be a good solid bet, I'm thinking. Um, but uh, it's making money everywhere except China, but understood. Mark Miller, uh, for those playing along at home, Mark Miller, a comic book scribe, he's uh, delved into Hollywood a little bit now. He tweeted out something very interesting. And uh, you got to keep in mind, a lot of the criticisms of superhero movies, comic book movies, has that they've uh, gone a little more woke, a little more uh, political. And yeah, there's always been that strain of uh, politics in, uh, in uh, comic books. I'm a nerd. I'm not dense. And Mark Miller is a self-described socialist. Last I checked. I, and, you know, he's written some stuff that I liked, and he's written some stuff that, eh, yeah, nah, didn't really take with me. Um, but he recently tweeted about how Super Mario Brothers has shown uh, these movie studios that if you give fans what they want and not treat them like idiots, you'll make your money back. And it, Warner Brothers has pretty much screwed a lot of, of the DCEU or uh, DC Comics fan base a lot of times with that, with some exception to some Batman movies and uh, Marvel, unfortunately, the MCU which started out as a great fan service, has uh, devolved into the typical movie studio and not given people what they wanted. And Mark Miller's hit it right on the head. So uh, kudos for him for uh, 
calling that out. Uh, and the thing is, is there's going to be some comic book creators out there, and I don't know who they are because I haven't uh, collected monthly comic books since 2008. Anything I buy is basically trade paperback of older stories that I missed out on. And I, I find myself uh, a little more sane for doing that. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I would think it's uh, these creators that are working for both uh, AOL, Time Warner, Discovery Plus, whatever, and Disney now. Any of these creators that work for them are going to agree with Mark Miller out in the open. If anything, they'll uh, vehemently fight against it. Um, but he's right. Kudos to him for calling that out. And you you got to give fans what they want. Otherwise, how the hell else would you make money? All right. I mean, I talked about uh, Marvel, and I do have kind of an update on well, sort of, kind of an update on Jonathan Majors, uh, the once future maybe king, uh, and uh, he made his debut in the MCU with Loki season one. I, he's going to appear in season two, and of course, Ant Man, Quantum Mania, which <sighs> I mean, it's. It, I almost forget that I went and saw that movie. I, some people say it's terrible. I just I, I just forget that I went and saw that movie. His performance in that movie, I thought was great. And I, and it's not me trying to cup his balls like uh, a lot of the typical access media would. But uh, you know he's been surrounded by controversy lately because uh, he allegedly beat his girlfriend earlier in the month. That was a big thing or earlier last month and. Uh, no charges have been filed yet that I'm aware of, uh, or he's been charged, but his uh, his accuser is reluctant to go forward with it. I don't know. All I know is that he has not been convicted of a crime, right? I don't know if he's innocent or guilty. I just know that he has not been convicted of a crime, but uh, his PR firm has dropped him, his management team has dropped him, and he's lost out on some roles. Only Disney has kept him, so he's still king, technically, but uh, there's been no talks to remove him. And I'm wondering if that's more or less because they either believe his story and say, okay, you're good, or if it's because they don't want to get sued themselves by firing him. Because if they drop him and it turns out he's innocent, he can look at all the potential hundreds of millions of dollars he would be involved in making, and he could probably turn that into a lawsuit. But it's just, it's weird to see all these other uh, studios and um, agencies quick to judge on Jonathan Majors like this. Uh, you know, the believe all women thing. I'm more of a detective. Let's figure things out before we jump to conclusions. It's a to be continued with that. Uh, something I never thought I would see happen again. Uh, Chuck Lorre, a sitcom creator extraordinaire, made a lot of money with Big Bang Theory. And some others, shows like, I don't know, Two and a Half Men. You remember that big public spat uh, that he and Charlie Sheen had, and Charlie Sheen went crazy, left the show because Tiger Blood or something. Uh, he was pissed off because uh, all the juvenile jokes he told. I've got Tiger Blood and all that. Yeah. Uh, he Charlie Sheen left a $20 million a season show uh, to go out and make an ass of himself. And Chuck Lorre kept right along, and, you know, I get it, Two and a Half Men was not high art, but it went on for a couple seasons, and Chuck Lorre has made a shit ton of money. They're back together again. Not in that way, but they're back together again, working, collaborating um, uh, for a new Max show. Uh, it's a bookie show. It's called How to Be a Bookie. 
Uh, somebody else stars, but I think Charlie Sheen's a, a cast member on this. But it's like Chuck Lorre's playing with fire again, and unless they got Charlie Sheen severely medicated, and I'm talking about uh, the stuff that is the opposite of whatever the hell he was on when he left <laughs> Two and a Half Men. I don't see how this works. Um, and of course, a, a lot of things have humbled. I'm doing air quotes. I, I hope to God have humbled Charlie Sheen because he was a little out of control for a while. But then again, we all love um, train wrecks. So let's see how this plays out. So uh, the new Renfield movie, which is Renfeld, I'm sorry, which is another take on Dracula. Uh, I, I don't know if that's out yet or not. I, I lose track of the shit. But Nicolas Cage is Dracula. And so this is going to be an eccentric take on Dracula, as opposed to that low-key approach Bella Lugosi took. Uh, but Nick Cage is Dracula. This is, I think, at least the second, at least the second time Nick Cage has been a vampire. Um, but uh, in uh, the previous vampire movie he was in, he ate two live cockroaches and he regrets it uh, because they were live. But on the flip side, he's telling people there is a benefit to everybody eating insects because uh, they're high in protein, they're nutritious, and they're plentiful. Dude, no. Uh, you, who is going to go to a roach house? You go to a steakhouse. You want to go to a roach house, you know, you, you know, eat at IHOP. Um, so there's that. Uh, congrats to Damar Hamlin. As you know, he his heart stopped. Uh, late in the season, a few months back, uh, you know, uh, he flatlined on the field. I think he flatlined on the way to uh, the hospital in Cincinnati. Uh, he's made a full recovery, and he has been cleared to practice with the Buffalo Bills. And uh, he, I think he was in the practice facility today. So kudos to him. And I, and I said this in a previous podcast um, when it looked like he was on the mend. Whatever DeMar Hamlin does, I won't bitch about it. Because uh, either he loves the sport a lot and he's going to give it his all no matter what and he continues to play. Or maybe he realizes there's other things in his life to be concerned about. And he steps away and lives life to the fullest. As long as he's living life on his terms, I don't give a shit. Congrats to him. Regardless, it's just nice to see him up and walking again. Uh, congrats to Jalen Hurts, by the way. Highest paid uh, player in the NFL for now. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were very impressed with his, impre uh, his performance this past season. Um, and, uh, you know, he played well in the Super Bowl, except for that one fumble during the game. I mean, he played very well. They were close to winning the damn thing. Uh, but uh, Shannon Sharp was talking, uh, I guess, on, uh, the, you know, that one show he and uh, Skip Bayless have on Fox Sports. What's it called? Uh, Mailview? And he was talking about, you know, that this proves a lot of people wrong about how, you know, black quarterbacks can be successful and they can process information. They're not stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like thinking, who in the hell is thinking this? Uh, because we just had a Super Bowl with two quarterbacks opposing each other, both African-American. And this is the second time that Patrick Mahomes has won a Super Bowl. And it's not the first time. Uh, either instance, obviously, that a black quarterback has won the Super Bowl. Uh, sometimes, Shannon, I think you just need to get out more and, you know, kind of lose yourself in other things. Not be so obsessed about this crap. You know, go to a Lakers game and taunt players. That's what you do best. No, but with Jalen Hurts, I mean, 
I think he's got a bright future in Philadelphia, and, I mean, he played his ass off. And sometimes, you know, even when you play your ass off, you lose. That doesn't make you a loser. It just means, you know, you're a guy that, you're a guy that no matter what the odds, your team can uh, count on. All right, so we're going, uh, going to a couple of serious subjects here. Um, and I've talked a little bit about this um, urban decay thing because it kind of fascinates me. I mean, I'm reading a Homicide uh, by uh, David Simon, and, you know, it's a 600-page book, and, you know, I read where I can find the time to read. It's a very good book. It's funny. It's heartbreaking. Uh, it's dark in some places because you're following a, a squad room of mostly dudes who are cops who are detectives who come from all walks of life black white from the city from the country from other states and they're trying to figure out who the bad guys are they're going out finding the bad guys and you see a lot of uh the uh, urban decay in baltimore from 35 years ago and now you're seeing more of it in other cities, Portland, Oregon, uh, is losing another store. I mean, it's, it's one thing to lose a Cracker Barrel. It's another thing to lose a Walmart or three. And now they're losing sports store REI due to, can anybody guess it? Crime. Yeah. So, again, loss prevention, I'm thinking, is a big reason for that. And then uh, the city of Chicago, this past weekend, Another one of those social media flash mob things where a bunch of teenagers run downtown uh, and start uh, just causing hell. Causing hell, uh, breaking car windows, smashing windows in businesses. And, you know, it, it got out of hand and a lot of people are wanting answers. And you got to keep in mind, Chicago just elected a new mayor to replace uh, Lori Lightfoot because you know, things weren't doing so well. And it's a one-party town which is a part problem. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know why anybody would expect the results to be different, but one of the major bitches about Lori Lightfoot's tenure in Chicago was crime got worse. I don't think it's going to get better under the new guy um, because uh, he was uh, talking to the press saying, yeah, we're going to find the perpetrators, but don't be so quick to judge these kids. Uh, you know, they ha haven't grown up the same way you did or some something to that effect. And I'm, biting my lip because how in the hell can you be a cop in this town or a law-abiding taxpayer regardless of who you are and listen to a tripe like that and make excuses for kids to go out and just ruin everybody's night uh, and not just ruin everybody's night but you know potentially hurt somebody seriously we're talking about things getting smashed and destroyed because why the f not you know, walmart is leaving Four Walmarts are leaving uh, the Chicagoland area. You have the Chicago Bears poised to make a move out to the suburbs. Uh, and this just after, you know, not too long ago, uh, Soldier Field getting that big renovation to look like uh, a spaceship inside uh, the Roman Coliseum. Um, you had people griping about um, the homeless problem at O'Hare International Airport. You under Lori Lightfoot's tenure, you have people getting off the plane from all parts of the country, all parts of the world, uh, you know, miles and miles and miles away from the downtown area, a major city, international airport, and the first thing they see when they get off the plane in the terminal is some homeless dude camped out by the baggage claim with a big 
bottle of urine nearby. Whether or not he's using that bottle or going to drink that bottle later, I don't know. I don't know. So, and of course, the shootings, the murders, um, and then you have things like this. And Lori Lightfoot gets the boot, and now you elect this new guy, and he's making excuses for it. It doesn't sound like, to me, things are going to get better in there. And and this is a city that's also hemorrhaging um, citizens. They're either moving out to the burbs or moving elsewhere. You know, Chicago is one of the greatest cities in the world. At least it was. It's slowly dying, and it sucks to see that. Um, but what else can you do? What else can you do when you have politicians that would rather make excuses for bad behavior than call it out? It should not be tolerated at all. When you tolerate bad behavior, that means good behavior uh, gets wrapped on the knuckles. People that actually live their lives lawfully you know it means either these kids are never going to get caught or if they do they get light sentences and they're back out doing stupid stuff and even worse stuff nah it's it's why i'm going to tell you and anybody that's listening to this podcast here your best course of action is to not live in a city um you know Fort Wayne's pretty decent, but I also know that it's got its problems. I live in a smaller town just outside of Fort Wayne. Now, it's just outside of Fort Wayne, which means some of those problems will spill over, but there's fewer of those problems. And if you live out in the country where your uh, nearest neighbor is maybe a mile down the road, you're a hell of a lot smarter than me. <laughs> the, the They say that, you know, fences make better neighbors, acres Acres make great neighbors because if you don't have to put up with what somebody else is doing, you shouldn't. Uh, that's all I can really say about that. Um, so if you get a chance, get out of the friggin' cities and uh, live your best life. Um, okay, so this is a serious topic, but this is somebody for whom I will never have sympathy for. And that's Kathy Griffin. Now, one thing I am sympathetic toward her on is the fact that she has cancer. Nobody should go through that. Okay, that is scary stuff. Uh, and it's it, it's heartbreaking whenever you know somebody having cancer. Uh, if you are one... And again, politically speaking, if you're one of these people that roots on somebody to die from cancer uh, that you don't agree with, you know you're you're pretty you're pretty despicable in my book. If she beats cancer, that's great. But what I don't feel sorry for with Kathy Griffin is uh, she's talking about how she's got PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, uh, from the fallout of her. I think it was this back 2016, 2017, the photo shoot where she thought it'd be a great idea to pose for photos, obviously. Uh, one of which, uh, infamous, she's holding up a severed head that looks like Donald J. Trump's head, the sitting president at the time. Um, and a lot of people gave her hell. And of course, um, you know, she. it's one thing about cancel culture. Like, if you say something that's unpopular and uh, you get railroaded. It's another thing completely when uh, you decide to pretty much imply harm to a politician that you don't agree with, regardless if they're an R or a D. 
And because a lot of celebrities hate Donald J. Trump, uh, she decided to pose for this photo. And of course, there was a lot of fallout. A lot of shows got canceled. And she's talking about this big nervous breakdown that she had. That I don't feel sorry for. Okay. Um, because I know damn well that if somebody uh, did a photo shoot that implied harm toward Joe Biden or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton, uh, there wouldn't be... There wouldn't be any sympathy toward that person years later if they said they had PTSD. Yeah, a lot of a lot of snooty leftists would be like, "Well, serves you right." And you know what? I can't really bail you out of that situation if you decide to do that. So she kind of made the bed that she uh, that that mess she made. There's it, it's not PTSD. Damn it! You know, it's just that's just you living the consequences of bad decisions ptsd to me uh like that's something uh you give somebody uh like a soldier that survived a, a traumatic event in war or a cop or or a rape victim or somebody that went through something horrific horrific that they themselves didn't necessarily choose you actually set up the damn photo shoot kathy so again live with that shit all right, a um, little lighter, <laughs> just a smidge, just a tad, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, I know that uh, uh, Warner Brothers is wanting to get that ball rolling again, especially for their uh, Max uh, streamer, and maybe make some movies, uh, and run uh, rings, so to speak, around Rings of Power, which has lost a lot of money for uh, Amazon Prime. Uh of course, Lord of the Rings is a great, great series of books, great series of movies. By the way, uh, tangent, I saw, I forget where I saw this. It just, it made me roll my eyes and bite my damn lip. Uh, somebody was talking about how Lord of the Rings was great, but uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was a bad writer. And they're trying to list all these issues, like all these things, like, oh, sure, he wrote his own language for these characters. Sure, he created these characters. Sure, he built up this whole world. And sure, there's all these metaphors. But this is why he's a bad writer. And I'm just like, stop right there. If he built all this shit and we're still talking about this shit 50 years after he's dead, I, shut up. All right. So anyway, going across the pond, a uh, lighter story here. Big old uh, birthday drink up for a bunch of, uh, for one Lord of the Ring uh, fan and his buddies. And they were all dressed up as characters from the Lord of the Rings. He was dressed up as a younger Gandalf. Big old, but you know, he didn't have the gray beard. He had the long brown beard. He wore the hat and everything. They're out and about doing the pub crawl. Lo and behold, who the hell do you think they bump into but Sir Ian McKellen? 83 years spry. Uh, they took photos with it. It's uh, posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. And this this kind of this type type of shit is something that I really love. Like when you meet somebody you like and they turn out not to be a D-bag and you know they're they're cool with you doing what they're doing. Now, if this happened hell, if this happened like 40 years ago and you had a bunch of people dressed as Star Wars characters, right? And you had a guy going out for his birthday dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you happened to run into Alec McGinnis. He probably... Alec, Alec Guinness... Uh, did I say McGinnis? Alec Guinness... <laughs> I'm a little caffeinated. Alec Guinness would probably tell this dude to F off. 
But uh, Ian McCallan, uh, you know, took it in stride. Uh, very cool stuff. Love it. And it looks like a better cast of characters than the Rings of Power. Now, you may have heard rumor about Ian McKellen. Uh, apparently, he's gay. I know. And uh, no problem with that. No problem with that. Uh, but as I've mentioned before, know thy audience when it comes to beer, right? And so when you're doing a viral campaign, uh, giving beer cans with the likeness of uh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, to Dylan Mulvaney and it backfires, that's pretty much on you. Uh, Coors, by the way, has been reaping the benefits of uh, of uh, Anheuser-Busch's faux pas. In fact, I just saw, kind of wrapping up things here, just saw that uh, Coors, their stock jumped 7% since, <laughs> since the beginning of this whole ordeal. So good for them, but... Uh, <clears throat> Coors isn't exactly conservative, and I know that if if the executives over there are smart, and it's a big if because they are executives, uh, they're going to keep their mouths shut about things and just enjoy. Yeah, you know, they're probably going to keep their mouths shut until June. That's when all the companies go gay, right? But um, they're going to keep their mouths shut and pray to God that nobody brings up the rainbow cans. Please don't bring up the Coors rainbow cans. Please don't. We like green. That's our favorite color. Please don't bring up the rainbow cans. Please don't bring up the rainbow cans. But anyway, it's just, it's just fun to watch. Anyway, with all that said and done, I am done. My voice is about to give out. Until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live. 